That's right, Chit and Chat, encourage one another, is going places, and we're sharing encouragement all over the United States, some countries as well. I'm so glad you're back listening and checking us out. In our opener, we had Joel Gibson Jr. singing Sure For Me, as we share a snippet of a song each and every week, as well as his website, joelgibsonjrmusic.com. He has concerts, he has merchandise, hats, hoodies, and much, much more. I'll tell you a little more about it at the end of our podcast. Some upcoming concerts he has coming up. So stay tuned. Sit back and relax. This is Chit and Chat. Encourage you all another. Today, on the Chit and Chat podcast, encourage one another. I have a great honor to talk with Shane Lakita, a.k.a. Liquid Shano, on social media. He started a podcast about four years ago called Coffee Talk, where it was about a weight loss podcast, but it evolved into a self-help mental health podcast with over 250,000 downloads. And I mean, he is from the East. He's from the far, far East, like in Maine. That's how far he's from. And I met him a year and a half ago on TikTok, and he has always been on there sharing encouragement, kindness, positivity, as well as doing live videos, playing music, and just having a great time with people popping in and out of his videos, encouraging others. And this guy, he has not had your ordinary voice. My voice is kind of monotonous. And Shano, he's got a voice of gold, man. He should be on the radio somewhere. It's my honor today to have on my friend Shane Lakita, or AKA Liquid Shano, and he shares positivity encouragement and kindness this is chit chat encouraging one another hey hey sir what's going on jody how you doing man not too bad yourself i'm doing really well thanks for asking ready to do this i'm ready <laughs> Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen this is a uh, friend shano shane lakita aka liquid shano from the far far east from Maine, <laughs> I, I, about about as far east as you can go. Yep. Yes, sir. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you and chat with you. You are, sir, a, a, a you're always sharing positivity, k- 
kindness, encouragement, and I just I'm excited to have you on today. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy busy day. No problem, man. My pleasure. My pleasure for being here. Thanks for asking. Um, a few before we get in the nitty gritty, I want to pick your brain with some icebreaker questions. I call this sure. time coffee break. You're you're a coffee aholic like I am. Mm-hmm. Um, giving you and your wife two tickets to go anywhere in the world for a two week vacation. But for the first week, it's going to, for the first letter of your name. And the second week is the first letter of your wife's name. Where are you guys going on vacation? <laughs> so uh, I'd probably uh, use my wife's first letter. My, the, my, the letter of my uh, wife's name is C. So it's with C. And, uh, we want to go back to Cabo, Cabo, Mexico again, because we, uh, we, we went there for a vacation a few years back. And it was, uh, it was one of our most favorite times of all. It was so relaxing, so beautiful. And the weather was perfect and uh, everything about it. The resort was amazing as well. So to bring back some of those old memories would be pretty amazing uh, to be able to, to experience that again and get some relaxation and some good, good quality time to be able to go down there. And uh, for mine, let's see if I was to say somewhere that starts with an S Hmm. I would say Sicily. Sicily is a place that I'd love to be able to go to. I was born in Naples, Italy, uh, okay. on a na- on a Navy installation over in Italy, and um, you know, uh, did we didn't live there very long. But uh, it's it, when I was in the when I joined the military myself, I went over to Italy. But I went over there as a military member, so we didn't really get to see a lot of stuff. So Sicily and Rome and those kind of things we got to see a little bit uh you know as as a military member but i'd love to be able to go back and head over there with my wife and and son to be able to go over just experience uh you know some of the world as a civilian rather than just as a military folk so those would be my two places that we would go to gotcha my wife's uh heritage is from uh ireland and and italy area she wants to go to ireland italy as well and Mm. i I did some digging i i I just knew you found out you're a, a u.s navy veteran Mm-hmm. I am as well. So thank you for your service. Oh, you too. Uh, where did you serve at? Oh, wow. Uh, all over the place. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was on four, four med cruises or three, three and a half med cruises. I was in the second Persian Gulf. I was in Somalia. I was in Haiti. I was in uh, Bosnia. So a lot of different conflicts that was, um, that required us to be there. So, but I was on amphib carriers. So I was on okay. um, boats that carried Marines that were square bottom and, and uh, we would carry all the, you know, the, um, the vehicles, the, yep. the, the boats that they would travel on and everything else. And I was a communications uh, guy. So I would always work on the radios for the military members that were hitting the beach and going out, uh, you know, into war and everything else. So I, I was, uh, I was always, you know, working on those kind of things. So most of my, most of my career was spent, on those types of ships. And then my last three years in the Navy, I spent a time up in Cutler, Maine, very, very top part of the, of the, of the U S uh, working on a station that we broadcast to submarines. So it was uh, a wow. kind of a cool station. To, it was very desolate and very isolated, but it was very, uh, very cool station to be a part of. So when did you serve? What, what years did you serve? Yeah. So I served from uh, 91 to 2002. Okay. Yep. I was in uh, 89 to 93. Nice. Uh, I was a radio man. I did two and a half Westpacs. I was in your neck of the woods a couple of times. Uh, so <laughs> way too much sea time. <laughs> yeah. A lot of sea time. <laughs> Can you tell me three about three people who 
made the largest impact in your life growing up or even now? Uh, let's see. I would say probably one of my um, uh, major influences, of course, is my father. Uh, you know, I just lost him a couple of years ago to Alzheimer's. And, um, you know, he was the he was the kind of guy that would, uh, you know, enter a room and he was um, he would command the room. You know, he was an entertainer. He played uh, he was in the Navy. He was a Navy musician, actually, for almost uh, 25 years Wow! and um, played played piano and about uh, about 25 other percussion and other instruments and wrote full pieces of music for full concerts and everything else was such a talented individual and had such a, uh, you know, a loud, great personality, um, you know, so he was inspiring the way that he could because I'm sort of like an introvert with a with an extrovert uh, kind of layers he was definitely 100 percent extrovert that guy he was uh if you if you could just watch him work the room and it was almost like he was a politician but he wasn't because right. you know he was just uh he just knew everybody and everybody knew him so i think wow. you know he's one of the ones that i would say probably um gives me purpose at times to be able to step out of my comfort zone and do things that um that maybe make me feel un- make me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but also uh, doing good for others and continuing to push forward is a definite things that uh, that he inspired me with. So I'm I'm, I'm quite inspired by by him. Uh, two other individuals, probably, you know, if I'm to look at overall the way that um, the way that the whole world, you know, is is responding now and the in the place that we're in and the craziness that we that we are, I always try to lean in on people or things that have been um, peaceful uh, influences in the world and always tried to be able to, you know, bring some of those views of being kind and being uh, somebody that gives back to others or does things for others. So I think both uh, uh, Gandhi and uh, Mother Teresa are two very mm-hmm. uh, individuals that I could say, you know, overall global doing things for the world and doing things to give back to other people and continuing to uh, help others, even in times of uh, strife and tumultuous times, Mm -hmm. I think is an inspiration. And I think we need a lot more of that these days and we don't see enough of it. And I think that we need more influences and more individuals like that, that can be a beacon of hope and, uh, and beacon of unity uh, rather than the divisiveness and and the craziness we have going on now. So. Yeah, that's so, so so true. Especially you know, all over the world, just it's so hard to you know bring positivity, encouragement, and and I think I always think of it as a rock in a in a, in a throwing a, a rock in like a, a stale lake, yeah, a stagnant lake, and you make ripples. We can make positive ripples in our communities and our neighborhoods, and we can really make a powerful impact. I agree. I agree completely. I think that we sometimes often don't. We sometimes think that the small little ripple that we may make is going to be just small in my pocket where I'm at right now. When in all mm-hmm. actuality, if you ever look at a body of water or a puddle or anything like that, and you drop multiple small pebbles, those small pebbles then become big waves. And then the big waves become action. And, and I feel as if it could be treated the same exact way with everybody really focusing on just being kind and, and doing things for other individuals to continue to push forward. I think that if we all could focus on that, we could move mountains. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, what's something uh, you cannot go a day without and why? <laughs> well, I think, 
I think most of my social media content and everything else, uh, I'm always layering something to do with coffee in it. So <laughs> for me, I think that coffee is probably uh, my number one, a one go to that, that even if I get up in the morning, uh, I usually have a cup ready to go no matter what and no matter where, because it's just, you know, when I was in the military and especially in the Navy, we do overnight shifts and, mm -hmm. I remember, uh, you know, standing watch from like two in the morning to five in the morning or six in the morning. And, you know, I wasn't a really big coffee drinker before I joined the military. But after I was in the military, we would drink that uh, coffee black and, and just uh, get us mm -hmm. moving and get us going the right direction. So it's just yeah. interesting, you know, that we um, have just stuck with it ever since. And it's and, and it's now become something more of a comfort rather than a need. You know what I mean? But I but the yep. comfort that I feel is just the comfort of me and a cup of coffee and it's relaxing and it kicks off my day on the right foot. And I think that that's probably my number one thing that I can say that I need daily on, on uh, you know, if not multiple times a day. <laughs> and you and I have something in common as well. I love, uh, I have a small collection of coffee cups, about 30. How many do you have? You have a good variety of coffee cups. <laughs> Um, I would say as I turn my head around, I'm looking at my shelf. I can see probably 60 of them on my just the shelving unit that I have. And then uh, I've got some through at the, the cabinets downstairs and everything else. So I'd probably close to 70, 75. You have a favorite? One favorite you like? That oh, um, <laughs> I would I, I really I really don't know if I have a favorite, but I have my Star Wars collection is probably one of my favorites um, sets of them. So I have. Like a, um, I've got an Admiral Akbar, I've got a Darth Vader, I've got a Chewbacca, and I've got a Yoda, and the ones all really, really large, giant mugs, and Ewok one too. So I like my Star Wars collection, and I usually break those out on a nice, relaxing weekend because they're really big mugs, and I know yep. that I only have to have one cup for all morning, so I'm <laughs> usually good to go for that. So, <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite quote? Oh, a favorite quote. Um, I've got multiple ones that I've used in the past. Um, you share multiple ones, <laughs> and I know that I know that the one that I, I that I use whenever I'm looking for motivation or uh, motivation to push forward through adversity. So you know, as we all know, you know, we live life, and when we're going through life, life can deal us a lot of really, really bad cards, right? So mm -hmm. literally at the end of the day, here you are and you're just trying to be able to put one foot in front of the other. And then it just keeps on, you know, people take advantage of you or people come after you or they're doing whatever, or maybe life just in general just deals like a uh, high obstacles. So I remember Mike Tyson made a comment back in the day that says, you know, it basically says in some words or another, that everybody can hit all that they want to until they get hit smack right back in and square in the face right back at them. Mm -hmm. Because literally at the end of the day, you know, when we, when we go through life and we're going through all these different things that are thrown our way, that are tossed our direction or anything like that, you know, if you just go by it and just go, you know, let it kind of wash off to the side or, 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 or skip going for your goals or your aspirations based on the fact that life is difficult. You know, you've got to fight and you've got to continue to push forward and continue to put one foot in front of the other. If you are passionate enough about going after something, punching it right in the face and going after it is one of the most important keys because you can't lose sight of yourself just based on what's going on around you or what kind of, um, you know, obstacles are put in your way because if you want it bad enough, you can go for it and, and, and don't ever let anybody tell you differently that you can't mm -hmm. fight for a good fight to get there.
Yeah, very, very, very true. Um, what about your life? What do you want to be remembered for? What, what's just sharing encouragement, kindness? Do you par- yeah. paraphrase? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's a pretty good. Um, I think that's a good summarization of everything that I'm I'm really strive for. You know, we we did this exercise when I was in a leadership school. Uh, for the last company that I worked for, and it was called Servant Leadership. And one of the things that we did was we sat in a room, and one of the things that they asked us to do was they said, what do you want to be written on your tombstone? Or what do you want somebody to say as your epitaph for when you're gone? And what do you want to be remembered? And that in the same vein of what you're talking about. And one of the biggest things that I realized at the time that I was in Servant Leadership uh, training was I don't know if I would really have a lot of things that people would say about me. Now, this is about probably probably 10 to 15 years ago. And I remember sitting in that room going, wow, I don't know if there's anything really truly inspirational or motivational or anything that I can really truly say. I'm just kind of going through the motions. I, I, I spent some time in the military. I'm a good buddy. I'm a good friend. I, I, I feel like I'm a good dad and a good husband, but that's really, you know, I mean, th- those kind of things are, are important to me, but things to be remembered by. So I remember leaving that conference and I said to myself, I, I, I need to change that. I need to change the narrative of that. So that way, when people do want to leave an epitaph or they want to, you know, leave words of this is what I want him to be remembered by, or this is what I remember about him. Words like kindness, words like uh, a big heart, words like uh, giving back uh, all the time, volunteering, philanthropic, uh, donating, uh, donating time and resources and everything else to continue Mm -hmm. to try to make the world a better place would be something that I really truly at the, at the end of it all would love for people to remember me by and like uh, even my son and I were talking about the other day where, you know, funerals and things like that are always something that's kind of, you know, somber or anything like yep. that. But I'd yep. want people to, I w- I'd want people to party and be able to say, Hey, listen, you know what, this is, let's have a good time. And let's, let's think about the way that they live their life to the fullest at all times and continue to push forward. No matter what the cards that he had was dealt to him, he continued to put a smile, push forward and inspire and, and lift other, encourage other people along the way. Gotcha. Very, uh, very, very, very powerful. Uh, so I have three little questions for you, and we'll dive into some great conversation. True sure. or false? Mm-hmm. In 1939, Maine passed legislation to make it illegal to put tomatoes in clam chowder. <laughs> I'm going to say true. You are correct. Because <laughs> the only way to have clam chowder is the white clam chowder. There's no, I, I know people like the Manhattan clam chowder with the tomatoes. No way, man. It's all about the cream base. It's delicious and it's amazing. Uh, true or false, Big Dunes are named after a Boston suburb of Newton. <laughs> well, I, I, the only, the only thing I'm going to say is I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to say that is true. I'm going to say it's true. You are correct. It is true. <laughs> and you get a fill in the blank here. It's no right or wrong answer, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. In your opinion, New, New England has the best blank. Sports. <laughs> yes. You go, you go that route. <laughs> I mean, you got, you have. 
six-time world champion, New England Patriots. You've got the the Boston Celtics who've been in the uh, Eastern Conference championships for years and years. The Red Sox have won three or four times in the last in the last decade, or or actually should say fifteen years. So mm-hmm. you know, if you want a city to come to or an area to come to for some winning sports franchises, that's what you got to do. I had a great opportunity to see a buddy of mine before I went to boot camp in Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I flew up there and saw him for a, a week or so. We scalped tickets to sell the Red Sox. I saw Clemens pitch. I sat by the Green Monster. Mm-hmm. I uh, did uh, Cooperstown, and we toured the, the Carrier Dome. I mean, that was like my, the trifecta of the East Coast. That was so Wow, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give the listening audience a brief bio on who Shano is? Yeah, I think um, I think that we are. I think we're in this place where uh, if you if I have a bio for me, I'm a guy that's a it's a dad and a husband of uh, over 20 years and a dad of 16 year old son. I'm a proud father. I'm a I'm a proud husband. And I'm somebody that, um, you know, no matter what adversity is thrown my way, I'm going to continue to push forward with um, staying the path of, you know, acknowledging the things that are that are happening, but also always thinking about ways to continue to push forward. I mean, over the last few years, even with the whole pandemic aspect of it, I worked mm-hmm. for 16 years uh, with a company and I got I got laid off about a, a year and a half ago. And um, just because of the pandemic and, and things shutting down and them reorganizing. So anybody in their right mind that knows that they've got uh, 401k, they've got benefits, they got all kinds of stuff, good pay and everything else. And all of a sudden it's gone. Um, you can really crawl into a hole that way. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. And so basically uh, I've always lived by the motto of what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And I feel as if, no matter what I do or where I'm at, I may not be right now, the here and now is being my end goal, but it's always going to be striving for something better or always striving for something good or continuing to push forward. So if I was to summarize everything is, is I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And I'm also a person that is going to continue no matter what's going on to invest in others and continue to um, do the right thing for uh, society in general and creating a world that, that's a better place for our future generations and for our generations that are living right now. Yep. And when I started podcasting, I kind of, I, I had a conversation with you on, on, uh, can I put my, my toe in the water a little bit, trying it out what you're wanting to do. And you're like, go for it. Just, you know, you just, the, the world's your your podcast whatever you want to yes. go after and you really encouraged me so really thank you for your words of encouragement and just like you know, go for it and so uh can you share about your podcast and, and coffee talk you talked about four years ago and you yeah. and i talked about you it was a weight loss uh podcast at one time and evolved right yeah so basically it started off so this is how it all kind of uh, started so i what i was doing was i was blogging um, basically my weight loss journey. So, uh, you know, I was trying to lose weight and I was kind of just doing a daily morning journal, a journal entry called coffee talk. And it was basically me with a cup of coffee and my thoughts. And I started blogging and uh, for my own personal need, there wasn't any sharing with anybody. There wasn't any, nothing like that. And so then I, I hopped on some uh, message boards because I was, uh, you know, just kind of looking for some support and different stuff. And so I started sharing those blog entries with, uh, with other individuals. And I, and I gained a following of people that liked my writing and they liked the way that I was able to relate 
uh, the struggles that I was going through in real life and the fact that a lot of people were not used to seeing guys talk about, you know, emotions and guys mm-hmm. talk about uh, the way that they feel about things or health or mental health or, or testicular health or prostate health or anything like that. So it, it, it really started off as just a blog and people started to really, uh, you know, latch onto it and follow it. And then I, I did a couple audio entries of the blog of the blog and a couple people heard my voice and said, okay, wait a minute. You know, <laughs> you got a great voice. They said, you've got a great message. You know how to write really well. Why don't you start the podcast? And of course, at the time I was like, what's podcast? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so, you know, somebody said, if you get a microphone, it's, it's easy to do right out of your own home and you can get a microphone and a, and a through way you can record it right on your computer and just put a podcast out and try to be able to use the following that you have through the blog to be able to do the podcast. So it started off about three and a half, four years ago. And, um, you know, started off pretty slow at first. I was just at, you know, uh, maybe 20 or 30 followers. And uh, I was, I was pretty happy with that. And I was like, cool, man, you know, if you like what I have to say and about weight loss, well, over the, over the years, what has happened is, is that more and more people started following and more and more people started to listen to the podcast and it became more about less about weight loss, mental health side of life. So mm-hmm. how do you get through things you have to get through? How do you, what's the way that I think about things as a parent or as a husband or anything like that? And what I found is I'd say, you know, in my overall statistics from the podcast itself, I have about 90 to 91 percent all females from the age of 40 to 60 and and it's interesting on how they love to listen to what i have to say because and i've been told this by many it's because their husbands their grandfathers their sons the men in their life don't know how to talk about the stuff that's mushy gushy and 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 sensitive or you know emotional or doctor related or going to get uh, checked out or anything like that and mm-hmm. so when i would talk about my own experience they started to go wait a minute i i wonder if my husband my grandfather my brother or anybody like that boyfriend or whatever feels the same way and and what they did was they learned a lot from what i was saying to go to the table to talk to their spouses and their and their and their boyfriends or whatever and i never would have thought that that would have been an outcome of the podcast itself but it was therapeutic for for me to talk on a microphone but it was also therapeutic for them to hear hey guys have feelings too and and the guy that might be looking at you go rub some dirt on something to be able to continue to move forward is the same be there to go wow i'm really scared in this moment or i'm i'm emotional or i'm 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 crying in this moment or anything like that so i feel like it's evolved into something much more than just a weight loss or anything like that now it's more about mental health it's about being the best version of you and the daily grind that we go through and Mm -hmm. and and continuing to push forward to just be a, a a pillar of society and trying to be able to do the right thing i think for guys too we forget we don't want to ask for help we, no. we refuse to ask for help. We, I think our, our pride gets in the way. And I think we, we just hate showing emotion. We hate showing we're hurt uh, internally, uh, even when we're physically we're hurt. You know, so I, I think you're doing an amazing thing in helping mental awareness up and down the board all ages. So thank you for what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And and of course, the month of May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is that you got to think about it this way. You got to think about it this way. Men and women and kids and adults and old and young and no matter what the race, no matter where we're at, everybody suffers in some form or fashion, some form of a mental health 
thing, right? So whether it's you're sad, whether it's you're depressed, whether it's clinical, whether it's not, whether it's therapeutic or you get a therapy or whatever else, one of the things that I always believe wholeheartedly in, and I'm an advocate for it, and I, I preach it on the podcast and throughout social media and anywhere else that I'm, you know, can influence or be able to push it forward is don't ever be afraid to ask for help. If, yep. if you're, if you're afraid to go get, go to the doctors because you're afraid of what the prognosis is going to be early detection is important. If you are afraid to go to the therapist because you're afraid that they will look at you differently or, or will think of you if you've had some you know dark thoughts or you've had some stuff like that or whatever, don't be afraid to do it because it's, it helps so much to be able to reach out, to be able to push forward. And I'm a huge advocate for people to get the help that they need to, to continue to push forward and not be afraid to do so. So from a guy's perspective, the more we can spread that word and be able to get guys to, to, like you said, take, check that ego at the door Mm -hmm. and check that, that whole, I, I, you know, I, I've just, this is the way I've grown up and this is the way that I've always been. And this is the way that I was taught was, is you're tough and you, you know it and just keep pushing forward. Well, we need help as well. As a matter of fact, one of my biggest things that I try to lean in on is our veteran community and knowing mm-hmm. that we lose 22 veterans a day to suicide based on the fact that they are, uh, you know, PTSD, mental health, a lot of trauma and different stuff that they've experienced where they don't get the help that they need. And then they, they take that extreme route uh, of suicide is a really, really uh, a maddening and saddened or a sad stat that we uh, that we're a part of nowadays because they won't go get the help because it's not it makes them look weak you know and and we we have to change that narrative we have to change that that whole viewpoint oh definitely i i've had a couple of guys on my podcast one guy uh does operation prevent 22 he gets together his outings for veterans and you go you know uh, axe throwing and hiking and camping and they just got to get together as for camaraderie brothers, you know, just hang out together. And, mm-hmm. and one of the sponsors of this podcast is Veteran Roasters Coffee. They help homeless veterans get jobs and they help them uh, to get back on their feet. So I thank you for all you do helping veterans. Are they, they, sometimes the veterans get kind of pushed aside. So thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, did you, re- what kind of re- encouragement did you receive in your podcast from people uh, that, you know, were kind of, on that verge of uh, suicide or issues are going through or you say that and they reach out to you thanking you, how, how did you get any encouragement along the way? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, that's probably the, the, one of the main things that keeps me going and keeps me pushing forward. Listen, it's not easy to record podcasts all the time. It's not, no. you know, with the time constraints <laughs> and with the, with everything and with content. Right. So here I am. So you're doing an interview with me. Most of my podcasts are just me and a microphone, right? So uh, here I am talking about my thoughts or talking about whatever. I do interviews every once in a while, but mostly it's just a solo act where I'm talking on a microphone. So to be able to put together a half hour show about content that you put out there can be really difficult, right? One of the things that really uh, inspires me or moves me forward are the exact situations of what you're talking about, where I've had people that have said to me, you know, whether it's weight people in the weight loss community or people that are in the veteran community or people that are just in, in general listening to the podcast have all said to me, you have taken by me listening to your podcast, you have removed some of that negative um, 
you know, energy that comes with asking for help and reaching out and doing the things that we need to do. Because almost every podcast, I always bring at least a little bit of encouragement for people to seek the help that they need. And the other part of it, where a lot of people are anti-medicine or anti, you know, those kind of things where I'm like, listen, you know what, if you, if you find the right mix for yourself with a therapist or anything like that to be able to move things forward, wouldn't it be nice just to go a day without having some of those dark thoughts or having some mm-hmm. of those things that are weighing you down or bogging you down and you can actually start to live your life looking forward or putting one foot in front of the other rather than always taking two steps back. So I have a lot of folks that will uh, email me or reach out to me or text me or reach out to me on the other social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. And they're just like, listen, you know, I've been listening to your podcast for, you know, a couple of years now and I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I needed every word that you have said. And I go back and re-listen to some of them again. And I'm like, wow, you know, so you never know what impact you can have yep. on people by just trying to be able to continue to move forward and be a positive influence in life. So really that's what drives me and motivates me and keeps me moving forward in, in a space where I may not have a lot of time to record a podcast, but I do it for therapy and I do it for others as well. So I think that mm-hmm. there's a great reason to do it. Uh, a lot of folks use social media for bad things. You, my friend, are doing some amazing things. Are raising money. You're giving back to your community uh, and shelters. I see you at a restaurant giving out some tips. Can you yep. share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, I was um, when the pandemic happened, uh, I went, you know, basically like everybody else, we were all just kind of closed off and we were in our you know, quarantined and not really going anywhere and doing anything. So I ordered an iPad because I wanted to get some of my old um, creativity going where I was doing artwork. And I was, uh, I did a lot of digital artwork back in the day. I did a lot of graffiti artwork when I was a kid and I did some comic books and different stuff or whatever. So, but throughout the years I, I joined the military and then, you know, became a dad and became a husband and everything else. And, and so I just kind of lost sight of a lot of that artwork stuff. So when the pandemic happened, I needed something that I knew that I could do because the gyms were closed, everything else was done, whatever. I just needed something that I could you know, exercise that. So I started drawing and uh, I was doing them on social media on live. Now, I first joined TikTok when I was um, basically. My sister was in town and she was saying, you got to check this app out. And I'm like, all right. She goes, I use it so I can keep an eye on what my daughter's doing and this, that, and the other. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll see what's going on with it. And so I started to, you know, just kind of like post on a daily about things that are going on at work or whatever, just for the heck of it. More like a, almost like a, a, a an audio or video entry, like, like I was saying earlier about the blog. So mm-hmm. basically I got my thousand followers from there. When you get a thousand followers on TikTok, you can then go live. And so what I did was I started to go live and I started to do artwork on my live. And so people would come in and I would just have the camera on whatever I was digitally working out. So whether I was doing graffiti work or I was doing an octopus or doing some tattoo work or anything like that, that I was just kind of drawing, people were really drawn into that. So then I started doing some faces, what we call avatars. If you ever look at what people have on their social media platforms, they'll have a little like a cartoon figure of themselves or, you know, a depiction of themselves to kind of like represent what they, who they are or whatever else. And so I started doing these avatars and I started charging $25 for the avatar. And I was going to take that money that I was making with the $25 for the avatar itself. And I was made it back into the community. And I was like, yeah, let me see, let me see if this concept is going to be. So I thought to myself, uh, Jody, I was like, you know what, I'll probably raise a couple hundred bucks and then I'll be good to go or whatever. 
So throughout the whole entire pandemic and all of this stuff, and I started getting better and I started getting better at it and more and more. And people were ordering them and people knew my style and they were like, oh, I want one of Shano's avatars and this, that, and the other. So I started, uh, you know, working probably for about a year to a year and a quarter or so on these avatars and the overall money that we were able to raise, uh, give back to the community, not only through tips to the servers, because that's what I first started doing was just to give back to the tip, uh, servers, because during the pandemic, a lot of your restaurants shut down and these people were just yep. trying to put food on their kids table and whatever else. And they couldn't they couldn't even do that. So. I was given $500 tips to baristas and, and, and to servers and all this different stuff. And what it ended up happening is, is that overall to this date, we have over, we've raised over $17,000 that we've given back (laughs) into the community. So not only, it's crazy, not only through tips, not only through uh, giving back to the veterans homes, I I would go out on Christmas and I would buy for the local shelters, all warm clothes for all of our homeless folks and homeless vets around the area with new pants and underwears and socks and blankets and all kinds of stuff. And I would use the money that I was getting from that to be able to, you know, bring down to the shelter and bring, you know, a couple thousand dollars worth of just, you know, items that they could use during the winter and during the cold months up here in Maine. So it's so inspiring to me to know that I, I have a talent that I've, that I've got with, with, with drawing and I was able to take that talent, raise money, and then give that money back to the community and, and make someone else's life a different day. Jody, you should have heard some of the, like, I have some of the videos on TikTok that I've posted of, you know, the, the waitress in tears. One of them said that they, they weren't going to make their rent this month. One said that she had student loans and, and books that she was trying to pay for yep. that she couldn't make. And, and this is going to help her whole semester. And other ones said that um, her and her boyfriend who was working in the kitchen in the back of the house that they... Um, they were going to be evicted if they didn't have like an extra $500 or whatever. So I, the 500 bucks has helped save them during the holiday time frame. So the stuff that we've been able to do has been pretty amazing. And I'm looking forward to doing more as we keep this, uh, keep this whole ball rolling, you know, just hearing you tell, tell me this and my, I, I don't cry. My eyes water a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the powerful impact you've made on families yeah. that you will never know. You know, that they you save them from eviction. You save them from getting you know food on the table. So oh man, it's awesome. Um, you mentioned your sister, and I saw you have a GoFundMe account on your sister uh, for your sister. I do, and other people to care who wanted to donate to help with that. Can you tell a little bit about your sister and, and uh, the GoFundMe? Yeah, yeah. So my sister and I, you know, I mean, uh, when we were when we were growing up, I had, um, you know, a single mom and and I was pretty much the fatherly figure in the household with me and my sister. So we were growing up and I had to kind of like raise her and, and, and you know, with 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 a single mom. And then my, when my mother moved uh, down to Florida, we moved with my dad, who was in the military. We moved with him. And stayed with him for you know a period of time or whatever. But the 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 consistent constant was always my sister and I. So you know throughout the years, um, you know whether I was in the military or going different places, we've always been pretty close. And and uh, so recently she just uh, uh, got uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. So she, my mother did too. My mother beat it, and then uh, my sister now has it and they're going to be uh, doing MRIs and some other stuff that they're doing to be able to figure out what the course of action is going to be. But as we all know, you know, those, uh, those medical bills add up really, really fast. And even with insurance and even with all the stuff, anybody that's been through any kind of procedure, any kind of, uh, 
medical uh, emergency or anything, or even even just a routine one. You know, these days, the way that the the cost of med, you know medicine and and medical facilities, no matter how good your insurance is, you're still paying a lot out of pocket. So, yeah. uh, so I basically put together a GoFundMe for my sister because I know, I mean, she's already not, she doesn't have all that much money, uh, you know, with her raising two kids and, a, and, and the husband down there, they're both, uh, they both are police officers down there in Virginia beach. And um, so I just figured I would do something for her to be able to help alleviate some of those medical bills that are coming in. So if anybody does want to donate towards the GoFundMe, I have posted it on my Facebook page and my Facebook page is either Shane Lakita, or you can also get to it through liquid Shano 1973 uh, right there on Facebook. And you'll be able to see the GoFundMe uh, that's there. If you guys are interested in, in donating anything to it, any amount is amazing. We're just trying to be able to raise a little bit for her to have a little bit less stress during this uh, really time where she's going to need a lot of fighting, you know, in her. So. Right, right. Well, thank you. Um, while growing up, and even now, was there someone throughout your career that really encouraged you not to quit and not to give up and to keep pushing through your challenges you faced? Well, you know what? I, I know this is going to sound kind of weird when I say this, but I think that um, I didn't, I, when I was growing up, I really didn't have a lot of that influence. In life, right. So for me, it was self-motivated and self-driven, to be honest with you, Jody. I was a I'm a, I'm the kind of guy that is going to continue to push forward uh, no matter if people tell me that it's not possible. And, and when you tell me it's not possible, when you tell me that, you know, you, what are you thinking or why would you do something like that? Because it's not going to, you know, it's never going to amount to anything. Well, then that, those are the moments that I step up and say, well, let me prove you wrong, right? Yeah. Let me prove you wrong. And let me go ahead and show you that anything is possible when you set your mind and your heart to it. And if you're passionate enough about something, you can continue to move forward and continue to be a success, no matter what the people around you are saying, even the people that are closest to you that are in your circle that may give you what they call constructive criticism where they're like, Oh, you know, you're putting a lot at risk here. You know, you probably shouldn't do this or what those kind of things, you know, those, those words motivate me more than anything else, because I know at the end of the day, if I'm passionate enough and I'm, I'm focused enough, I'm my own motivator and I'm going to continue to push forward. Is it, is it easy to do so? No. Is it, is it hard to be able to battle through some of whether, whether it's public opinion or whether it's family opinion or even your own demons that you might have that you're doubting and self-doubt and things like that. But that's when I fight harder and that's when I continue to push forward. So to answer your question, it'd be me. I'm the one that continues to push forward and do things that I want to do in life based on the fact that I know it's the right thing to do and continue to move forward. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. It makes, yeah. I, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, what are your thoughts on the importance of encouraging others, especially in today's society with anxiety and depressions and suicides skyrocketing? Mm-hmm. You know, you never know the power for a one action or one word can make on someone's life. Well, I believe wholeheartedly, and I think that uh, it may sound cliche or it may not sound cliche if nobody's ever heard it before. But I always believe that you never know what's going on in someone else's life. So you might think that this person might be if they have political differences of you or if they've got ideological differences of you than you, if they've got religious differences of you than you, maybe there's a, a racial divide or whatever else that's there. But when you think about it, they're still a human being and they still have things going on in their life 
that maybe caused them to do the things that they do or, or be the way that they are or continue to push things forward. So first of all, you never know what somebody's going through. You never know the journey that they're on. So if you don't, tr- if you treat people with kindness, no matter what your political view or personal view might be of this individual or those individuals, you never know what kind of a difference you're going to make by just showing kindness and being able to move things forward. The other part of it is, is like I said earlier in this podcast is don't be afraid to ask for help, especially during these times when we are, where it's, 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 uh, an epidemic that's out there right now with the amount of uh, anxiety, depression, uh, ADHD, all these things that are just come up based on the fact that everybody's just like either been cooped up or they are in this emotional state, especially a, a couple different areas of the world, right? We got we, we have we have people that are on our front lines mm-hmm. that are still continuing to fight through this pandemic that still see people treated every day. They were the they were the only resource that people had of a connection with their family because they couldn't see their family and they watched them pass on on Zoom. You know what I mean? So these yep. these uh, frontline workers need help when when we start to really come out of all of this. And the other part of it is is going to be around our children. Because our children nowadays, literally, if you think about it, we ripped them out of school, we put them all in masks and gave them the fear of everything happening. And they and they had to work from home, no more social interactions, no more uh, recesses, no more going out and being around in public, no more uh, uh, pro- organized sports or anything like that that was going on. It was more like whatever they could kind of do. Mm-hmm. And, and they had to they had to all of a sudden from being social individuals to being recluses, recluses. And then now we're throwing them right back into it. And so th- all these things that these kids have experienced, these frontline workers have experienced, these uh, teachers that are dealing with a lot of this different stuff that with the kids that are in there uh, literally we're in a place where we're going to need to ask for help and be able to offer help to these individuals because we're going to need it because uh, if we think it's bad right now i think it's just going to get worse and i think that we have to make sure that we take those things into consideration and offer and and come up with something to be able to help these individuals more than what we normally would because of all the stuff that they've been through yep i i think that it's going to be some tough times and we just got to continue to pray for our country and pray for individuals and pray for more influencers and people who are impacting their communities. I think that's the most important that we keep sharing positivity and sharing encouragement and be there for those who are struggling. I think we really can still make an impact on our communities. I agree. Uh, have you ever had a radio gig? You got the voice of a DJ, man. I, I said that for a long time ago. <laughs> I think DJ Liquid Shane, though, is, is a good, you know, your next your next uh, job. <laughs> so I, I think I've been asked that probably about a thousand times in my life. Have you ever done, have you ever done a voiceover work? Have you ever done DJ work? Have you ever done any of that stuff like that? So one of the great things about social media and, um, and really these types of things where you're an influencer or you're trying to be able to make a positive impact is, you know, certain doors do open. And, and um, so I've done some commercial work and I've done some, you know, voiceover stuff, uh, no radio work just yet, but I've got a couple, you know, little things here and there that I've uh, done, but I, but I'm going to be joining in on another podcast here soon and some other stuff. So you never know what that's going to lead to. And I've been told this all my life that I've got the voice for, <laughs> you know, radio, but I've never taken advantage of it. And my wife is always the one that says you should though. Cause you, you, you love it. You love, you love talking, you love having conversations, 
you make and and I've had many people, no no lie, Jody, that have been like, I'll pay you to read a book at nighttime. I'll pay you to <laughs> to record a voicemail for me, just saying, hey, how's your day going? Hopefully it's well, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, what? The Cat in the Hat by Shano. <laughs> yeah, you just never know, man. You never know what it's going to lead to. But again, like we said earlier, remember how we talked about how some people use social media uh, as a negative thing? I yep. look at social media as something that may open up some doors for people. And if you continue to push forward and you stay focused and you stay consistent and you stay true to who you are, I think that doors could open if you uh, if you continue to work hard and keep on doing the things you are. And, and one of the things I try to do is incorporate the microphone and the podcast and a little bit of my social media, no matter yep. what, and continue to try to push forward so that the right people might be able to see it one time and go, wait a minute, I, we got to get in touch with this guy, you know, and things like that. So. Yeah, I did a lot of research on everybody I have on. I went to your social media. I followed you on TikTok. I found your podcast. You have merch as well. Can you tell us how many people can get some merchandise? Yeah. So any of my uh, any of my social medias, so Instagram, TikTok and whatever else, I have a link tree that basically you can go into the body or the um, the bio of those different platforms. and It'll take you to my link tree. And then there you can you'll be centralized to be able to see exactly where everything is that I have going on. One of my buddy always says to me, he goes, Shane, you're a, you're a grinder, man. You've got so much stuff going on where you've got like social media, you've got merchandise, you've got uh, podcasts or whatever. And to be honest with you, I sometimes don't even realize that I'm doing all this stuff <laughs> until I like look back and really take a look at it. So if you guys are interested in any kind of merchandise, most of the merch that I have is all about positive uh, affirmations and positive messages. One of the biggest selling uh, things that we have for merchandise is when my wife fell ill, we um we came up with a mantra together that basically says find your strong and on the words find your strong the words in you is colored differently letters so i designed this and we we put it on some shirts and some mugs to be able to just share our message and share how much of a champion my wife is and continuing to move forward and how our healthy lifestyle has really uh been a lifesaver for her and she's been she's battled through a lot and you know, find your strong. And then in you is a message that all of us could use sometime. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we don't feel as strong as we need to, or we don't feel as like we're up to par or we're being a good parent or a good husband or wife or anything like that. When in all actuality, you just got to dig in and maybe look in the mirror a little bit more through a different lens and understand that you're pretty amazing and you're, you're a hard worker and let's just keep on moving forward and making an impact as we go. So most of the uh, merchandise, falls in alignment with that um you know with that type of messaging and a, a, a lot of coffee stuff in there too because you know that's my that's my bread and butter with the of coffee. Course. so so uh either way if you guys are interested just check out my link tree and uh you'll be able to pop right in to see what the merchandise looks like there i work a full-time job and a part-time job and i catch your tuesday lives a little bit and there's one song i saved in my part on my napster i can't think it's got a, a jamaican theme to it i forget the name of it uh, change the world. Does that sound right? What is it? I, I think I, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's about change the world or something. But I had that. I think oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can change the world with my yes. own two hands, right? Yes. With my own two hands. Yep. Great yep. Song. Great yeah, song. It's, uh, it's Ben Harper, man. It's one of my theme songs that, you know, no matter what you. You may think you're just a small fry. You may think that you don't really make that big of an impact. You may live in a rural town or you may be whatever. But if you want to change the world, all we have to do is use our own two hands to be mm -hmm. able to spread kindness, to spread love, 
and continue to, to invest in others and continue to push forward, you can make a big impact. You, no matter how small you may think you are, it's still a huge impact. As we wrap up the podcast, uh, I got a, one more question for you and we'll yeah. kind of ponder off here. And I thank you for your time. If yeah. You can leave a few words of encouragement to someone out there who is struggling, facing the, you know, difficult choices and addictions. What would you say to a person who is just having those tough, tough times? I would say uh, it's the same mantra that my wife and I live by uh, even more recently where we, uh, you know, when, when people face tough times or they face difficult situations, I always try to be able to take a look at the, the, the big picture. Here's what I, here's what I mean by that. Don't always think of something as being Mount Everest that you have to overcome. So whatever it is, whether it's an addiction, whether it's mental health, whether it's whatever, you may think that the mountain seems so big and so ginormous and you're never going to be able to overcome it. If you're trying to lose 100 pounds or you're trying to do whatever, you look at the big picture of, you know, sobriety as being such a thing you've been doing all your life. You've been drinking all your life and now all of a sudden you got to try to stop or or you want to lose that 100 pounds. And you've been overweight all your life and, you know, you think of it as this being this monumental, huge thing. Remember, small victories add up to large victories. Oh, and if yes. you could, if you could start to chip away at things, small, little chips, little, little pieces, small victories, small goals, small bite-sized pieces of that major thing, instead of instead of thinking of it as a mountain, now you can truly think of it as as a molehill where you can actually overcome that and sweep that off to the side and move on to the next one and sweep that off to the side and move off to the next one. And if you have to right turn Clyde and be able to do something a little different next time, <laughs> that's okay. We can do that, right? We can do yep. that. So at the end of the day, anybody that's suffering from addiction, mental health, overweight, any of these things that, that society really kind of brings a negative, uh, you know, image to remember you set your mind to it may take a little bit of while it may take some work and it may take some patience but you can do it and you just have to make sure that you're giving yourself true realistic goals to being able to get to where you have to get to and give yourself grace if you if you make a mistake mm. Shana, i want to thank you again for being a part of the chit and chat encourage you on the podcast you my friend i believe you are changing the world you're making an impact on your community i uh you have 92,000 followers. You're making an impact on people all around the world <laughs> and you're creating kindness and positivity. And I look forward to watching more videos of you on know, TikTok. And just thank you for, uh, for all you do. And it's been my honor today to have you on. Thank you so much. Jody, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate you saying that just by my words of going, hey, man, you got to go for it, man. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, if you want to do a podcast, go for it. If you want to jump out of an airplane, go for it. If you want to do whatever, uh, if we encourage people to do the things that they want to do, we're only on this earth for a short amount of time, my friend. So let's go and make sure that we maximize every moment that we can. And for me, real quick, your your TikTok videos, your short ones, are like yep. 15 seconds, those get me in the gut. Those are like, you know, you get a cup of coffee going, today's your day. You're okay. I'm like, whoo, that's good. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Thanks, brother. Take care of yourself. God bless. Okay, you too. Thanks so much. What a great conversation we had today. Shane and I sharing positivity, sharing encouragement, and great to really get to know him, his history, and the amazing contributions he is doing in his community it just i was i'm honored to have him on today it was so much fun hope you can follow him 
on TikTok, Instagram, and social media. He's a great, great guy. Thank you for listening. This is Chit and Chat, encouraging one another wherever you're at. Have a great day. This episode of Chit and Chat was brought to you by Veteran Roasters Coffee. Each purchase of Veteran Roasters Coffee helps employ one of tens of thousands of U.S. military veterans who have found hardship and difficulty upon transitioning home from service. They promise you the best beans from the best veteran-owned coffee company. Veterans helping veterans one cup at a time. Use the code CHITCHAT25 to receive 25% off your purchase at VeteranRoasters.com. As we wrap up this episode of Chit and Chat, we'll close out with some more music by Joel Gibson Jr. I want to encourage you to check out his website. Joel Gibson Jr. Music.com for his concert uh, information, upcoming events, and be able to buy some merchandise hats, hoodies, coasters, much, much more. This is Chit and Chat. We're encouraging one another each and every day. God bless. Until next time, this is Chit and Chat. for me I love a 